Welcome to the Mariner's Church Life Group Leader Podcast. This weekly conversation is designed to equip and resource you to build a healthy life group community that studies God's Word, practices spiritual rhythms, and changes the world together. Hello and welcome. I am your host, Kirby Wood, here for the Life Group Leader Podcast. And with me, I have Jared, our lead pastor here at Mariners Irvine, and I am your group's pastor. We are so excited to welcome you back to week two of Invitation to Rest, a study of Galatians. And we hope that you had a great first week discussing with your group as well as attending our Easter services. Easter was incredible here at Irvine. Jared, what did you see here at Easter? My gosh, if you were at Irvine this Easter, it was amazing. It was so beautiful just to see. We had over 19,000 people here for Easter, which was remarkable. And then at all of our other congregations, I just loved hearing the stories of God blessing new buildings, new congregation down in Oceanside. Heard amazing stories from Aaron down in Mission Viejo. Just amazing to see what God did. My absolute favorite scene from uh, from Easter was baptisms. I thought wow. that that was just so fun for me to, to see us getting to uh, not only celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, but to put on display what it looks like to rise from an old life into a new one uh, through through re- uh, baptism. It was just beautiful. It was so fun. I love that. That's truly so fun to really see so many stories. I know, Jared, you were able to baptize people from Rooted, mm-hmm. but I even saw life group leaders, maybe some of you, out in the water with people in your groups, and that is what a better way to celebrate. There's no better way to celebrate Easter than seeing the resurrection fully come full circle into someone's life when they say, I want to declare this and I want to proclaim this through this beautiful symbol that is baptism. So I love seeing that and I hope that more and more of you will will make that decision to be baptized and Easter is a great time to do it, but we have lots of opportunities coming up as well. So Looking back, I hope that you had a great first week as we kind of thought about, okay, where are these other things in our lives that we might be trying to add to our understanding of the good news and the gospel? And I hope your discussion went well. In my life group, we had a great discussion, and truly, this first chapter of Galatians really opened our eyes to saying, wow, all we need is the gospel. And now, as we look to ourselves or our own stories, how can we see that the grace that God gives us is sufficient for anything and any sin that we have ever experienced? And I love how in here in Grace is Greater, as we look to week two, that Paul really paints this story while reflecting on his own personal story. Do you see anything that else that jumps out to you, Jared, as you think about the main point of this study? Well, you know, anytime we're going to talk about the gospel, it's really important that we don't get confused with the gospel, like capital G gospel, and just like other things that people claim as gospels, other good news, right? Which is last week, we did talk about that a little bit bigger here. But I think what, what Paul gets at, and it is really critical, this human intervention piece is that when I share the good news of somebody, I am not sharing my good news. While the good news has been profoundly impactful to my life, my eternity, it's not me mustering up my words that have to be the most compelling picture of the good news I have felt. No, it is... Party. (laughs) When I uh, share the good news, I am literally sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is his good news. It is what he has done. Absolutely. And I get to involve my own story into that because I've had a personal experience with it. Yes, and that shows us that the way that our stories are greatest is when we point to the impact, the powerful, the 
the there you go. vast grace that is um, our Lord Jesus Christ. So I love that. And coming to think of that, I feel like Paul really starts to paint that picture when he looks at his life and he says, look at all this crap I've done, right? <laughs> look at all this stuff that I've done. Mm-hmm. Um, but God has is the one. I, right. It is not me. It's not my story. Clearly, I have, if anybody, it's me that should not receive this grace. But yet, still, I am redeemed and I, I want, I'm here to tell you guys the great news. And so looking into that first question that you're going to be asking your group, I love the simplicity of this because you might not know. There might be people in your group that did not know that Paul, one of one of Jesus's disciples, was someone who first persecuted. And so mm-hmm. what can we say, even as we look around our group, what's something you might not know about each other? And that could be deep and heavy, or it could be really light and fun yeah. just to open up the discussion. I do. I like this question because it really is simple and, and everybody can play, which yep. is a big part of a lean-in question. And Kirby, you're absolutely right. People are going to be able to share things that might say, you know, something from their childhood, something from their 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 life history that you just go, I did not know that about yeah. you. It also could be just something that they enjoy, a, right. a hobby, a thing that they do, maybe even something they have planned. Maybe someone's going to say, you know what? We're pregnant. I mean, like, how cool would that be, right? <laughs> that would be awesome. It could be so fun. So fun. I absolutely love that. And I love how we can kind of start with these light conversations that open us up and start getting our minds thinking. But then the first place we turn to for introspection and as we start to listen to God is his word. So then we look to look down. These questions are so great and they're so clear and so straight. So you're saying, okay, what do we see in Paul's story, right? I love that third question. What details stand out before Paul meeting Christ and after meeting Christ? Go ahead. Yeah, the con- the contrast here is really important, right? Because what you're yes. going to see, and as people in our groups, we get to observe the text, we get to look at it, and really interact with it. So this is going to be fun for us to look at Paul's previous life and then his his. Uh, his life after meeting Jesus, which, by the way, is a cardboard testimony. It's it's a it's a it's a resurrection story. You know, there is it. the old life and new life, right? Yes, and I think so often we can look at the disciples and think, wow, they're just these pillars of faith that they never sinned or they never had any problems. But they have stories too, which is mm-hmm. so incredible. But back to kind of what you were talking about at the beginning of this, Jared. Even that first question: What does Paul want to make sure that people know that it's not about something that he's done or what have you, but it is truly God's design and intention that we would experience the gospel in our lives. And so hopefully as people point out Paul's story, they're also pointing out to the source of the life change that is God himself, that is on the pursuit for each and every one of the people in your group especially you. (laughs) So then we move on to look in, which this is where I really think a lot of us should camp in our discussions this week. There is a lot of meat here, and it's important that you really try to create an opportunity for each person to share as they consider, how does this apply to myself? I think here in that second question, I love in what ways can you personally relate to Paul's story? What hope does Paul's story offer to you? I That is a perfect place where you can start to say, okay, where can I see this applied to my own life? Every one of us has a gospel story, whether we kind of realize it or not. Everyone who has said yes to Jesus, received his grace, is now saved. We have a before and after story. We have a I once was blind and now I see. I once was lame and now I can walk. I, you know, whatever. Like whatever gospel story is now uh, true for us as well. And I do think it's an important little bit of work for us to think, who was I before? And it's an important moment of reflection. 
who was I? Not just what I did, but but who was I before? I was dead. Okay, now in my own death, what was I? I was. Um, you know, I was caught up in insecurities. I was seeking, you know, I was seeking approval from people. Like what, who was I yeah. really before Jesus? Is There's so much depth of, of, of reflection that we can do here. Yeah, or what was I desiring? What was I going after? Yeah. Or what would have been my track had I not experienced the grace of God? Some people will say, well, I've been a Christian all my life. And it's like, okay, yes, but without experiencing the gospel on a daily experience, right? If you let yourself, your mind wander and you fulfill your selfish desires, where would you be Mm -hmm. what would you be pursuing who would you who would you be judging right Mm -hmm. who would you be up against but rather what what does the the grace of God how does that change the lens of your life yeah and that's where you can help people start to develop their personal testimony and I think that question will really when someone's like I don't know what my testimony is or I I just whenever I share my story I go on for 20 minutes about my Mm -hmm. you know my birth was you know in Atlanta Georgia in 1963 or whatever it might be how do you really encapsulate that that climax moment of someone's story mm-hmm. where they say, this is where I was and this is where God is bringing me? Yeah. And in this section too, then you'll, you know, that last question is really, how would you describe your life and growth as a Christian? I find that the the more work I can put into understanding who I was before Jesus, those things I chased after, the things I felt about myself, what I'm doing is I'm giving myself more hooks that if I understand them about me, I can listen for them in others, right? Because what we're heading towards here is this idea of sharing your story. And so if I, like, for instance, if I go, you know who I was before Jesus? I was a guy who tried to find his worth in all kinds of other things. But it wasn't until Jesus that I truly found that my soul has felt its worth in Jesus. Mm. I, I felt unworthy for the vast majority of my pre-Christian days, which was yeah. 18 years. I got a whole story of like childhood and upbringing and all this stuff. But now I can stand before anybody and say, no, I felt my actual worth. Yeah. So now if I ever meet somebody that says, I'm really struggling with my own worth, I can say with all sincerity, I know how you feel. Ugh. I have that for 15 things mm-hmm. because I've done a lot of work to be able to identify some key things about my life before yeah. and then the contrast to my life after using a similar set of words. Right, and I think in a group discussion, this is so helpful to help people understand that theme. So right, Jared was just kind of pointing out, okay, worth is a way that I'm able to share my story and that is a, a frame I can look through my story and God's impact on my life. So as we listen to one another and the different things, you can say, hey, Jared, I really hear there's a lot about worth that's sticking that's out. Good. So as you think of yep. and camp on, okay, how do I frame my story? Well, why don't you spend time as you think about worth, where your feelings of unworthiness, you're now feeling of of God placing this worthiness upon you because of the work of Christ, right? How do we help our people or help the people in our group really um, contextualize their story and the experience of God? And that, I think, perfectly transitions. And after you kind of have maybe taken a moment for each person to kind of share their personal experiences of this text as well as their story, you can really start to consider the look out, the who can I share my story with? Mm-hmm. Who needs to hear my story of I felt unworthy? I, I had that same feeling that you might feel. But yes, but God um, has given me grace to live a life worthy um, of the calling that we've received. So how do we then transition people into thinking, okay, who needs to hear my story, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, I think there's in that in that. Uh, second part, or maybe it's the third part, sorry, (laughs) that first bullet point is like 19 questions, but the third question, right? Who might believe that God could never love them or that they've gone too far? 
write a name. Yeah. I mean, I think that there's, and I'm actually going to propose two things here. The first is write a name and ask God to give you an opportunity to have a conversation with that person. And then secondly, ask God that he would put someone in front of you that you would not have necessarily thought of. And they start the conversation Yeah, that they introduce a concept where they're like, I'm struggling with this. And mm. it might be that little crack in the door where you can help share yeah. the gospel of Jesus, not yeah. your gospel, but the gospel of Jesus with that person. Mm-hmm. And I believe God is going to save thousands of people by just us being faithful to sharing his Absolutely. gospel with those who need it. Absolutely. I love that. As you think about someone who might stand in front of you, you know, when you're in the grocery who just or grocery line who says, I'm just really afraid right now. Then you can trigger your, a story of, oh, well, I remember when I was fearful. I remember go. when I was, you know, what have you. Or maybe you're with a girlfriend over coffee and she's talking about insecurities mm-hmm. or lack of contentment and singleness or what have you. Then you can say, well, I too have felt that have had that feeling of lack of content in my life, that unrest. Good, so Kirby. helping the different people in your group identify a couple key points in their stories where God has redeemed, resurrected, and um, fulfilled some parts of them and given them purpose in those places allows them to be able to readily share with those that they come across in their life. Okay, so um, the last thing I would say, yeah, and then I got to go, is the more you understand about who you were before Jesus, the better you will be at relating with people right now in your life who have not yet said yes to Jesus. Love that. Understand who you were and you will relate to people who are there today Mm -hmm. so that someday they will get to be where you are right now. I love that. Yeah. And that requires a lot of prayer. I mean, as with your group, if people are really struggling, don't hesitate to take a moment and say, let's really pray and contemplate our need for Christ, right? And don't allow anybody to leave the room saying, I was fine. You know, I was fine without it. Really take that moment as a leader and say, I know that we all need this and that's why we're here. And I know that we can um, really spend time in this and that will benefit ourselves. That will continue to help us be remember that we are in need of salvation as well as share um, the good news with people. So we hope as you go into this week that you pray together at the end of this discussion time, that you get some updates on your prayer request from last week, and that you move forward and attend this weekend service um, together to be prepared for the next week of our amazing invitation to rest. We find rest as we understand God's promises and good news um, for us. So we pray and hope you have a great week. God bless you all. Thank you.